Genesis second chapter. When you get there with me, say it again. The twenty first verse. And the Lord caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh and stood thereof. The rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and he brought her unto man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And she shall, or she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I want you to go with me over to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. When you get there, if you don't mind, say amen. Let me know you're there. I want you to follow me in the Word. I'm not going to tell you the Lord's through ministry to folks tonight, but I feel like we need this Word. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4. I'm sorry, 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Go with me to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And I'm going to start at the first verse. Are you there with me? I therefore the prisoner, I'm sorry, uh, Ephesians 4, the first verse. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech ye that ye be, that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now I want to talk to you tonight. I preached last night on the family altar. What I want to talk to you tonight on is unity in the family. Unity in the family. It was about a month ago, as I was telling you a while ago, that we were in a meeting, and it was actually a big youth revival. We had about probably four or five hundred young people in that meeting. And the minister that is a good friend of mine, when God saved her, she was an alcoholic and a coke addict and dealing cocaine on the streets of Savannah. When 
She got arrested. She had a pistol tucked in her belt. Hot for a drug dealer that messed the drug dealer up. She's going to kill him. She's 18 years old at that time. Let's kill a man. It's a good thing she didn't because the man made a preacher. And so did she. Faces 45 years in prison. Spent a year in jail. And in jail, she turned to the Lord. And began to learn how to pray and seek God. I've heard her testify. She'd get up in the morning. In a, in a cell with 12 or 13 women, get down on her knees in her bed and start praying and walk around the bed and cuss her and spit on her and shake the bed and push on her trying to break her spirit of prayer. And she said, that's why I learned to pray. This sister was testifying about a schedule of prayer. Well, we're going to go one step further tonight. And some of y'all was here with me last night. Y'all just want to bear with me because I feel like everybody needs this word that was ministered last night. But she began to preach in that meeting on a family altar. Not just praying, not just seeking God, but for the family to come together and pray on a daily basis. Are you listening to me? For the family to come together and pray on a daily basis. Because there are many of us in here, we've got calls of God on our lives. God has anointed us. God has used us. But at the same time God has used us, the devil has moved and brought division into our homes, division into the body of Christ, and division, children of God, to divide the very thing that God wants to work in the hearts of his people and that is a unity that is a coming together of the body Paul said let there be no schism let there be no division in the body well where Satan starts is in the home he starts in the home do you realize some of the greatest fights you fight is because of what goes on in your home it's the spirit you battle in your home. Therefore, God is telling us the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of imaginations, and tearing down everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. It's got to start in the home or it won't happen in the church. Hang it down just a little bit if you don't mind this go happen in the home? You ain't bringing it to the church. How many pastors I got in here? How many? You've been in them services? We come in the house of God, everything just flow free. You feel the Spirit of God, you feel the joy, you feel God move. And then you come in them services. Where it's just like busting concrete. 
You can't get nothing to work. You can't get nothing to move. And it's like you gotta pump and prime and push people. You gotta, you gotta, that's it, Lakoma. You gotta, you gotta fight with people to get their spirits right. You know why? They did not have praise and worship in their home. They do not have praise and worship in their home. And you come to church with a divided family. You come to church divided. And you're gonna bring confusion. You're gonna bring upset. You're going to bring hardship. You're going to bring it right into the presence of God. And you're going to cause the minister of God to have to fight your spirit simply because there's no family altar in your home. There's no spirit of worship. There's no spirit of praise in your home or in your soul. And it's time to turn this thing around and get God in our hearts and God in our hearts. You don't serve God here. You worship God here. But if you don't serve God in your home, where are you going to serve Him? When God created Adam, he reached in his side, he took out a rib he made Eve, brought her unto him, delivered him to him. He said, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. He took her out of his side to walk beside him. He didn't mean for her to walk behind him. He didn't take a bone out of his foot. He didn't take a bone out of his hand. He took a bone out of his side. And he put them side by side. Let me tell you something. Ever since God delivered this word, me and that woman right there have got down side by side and went to prayer. It's brought a new love. It's brought a new respect. It's brought a new spirit into our home. It's brought a new joy. It's brought a new peace. It's brought a new love. By, by what? By the act of obedience. By the act of God. Am I a praying man? Yes. Is she a praying woman? Yes. And for 31 years we prayed separate. But we don't pray separate no more. Not the family altar. Do I pray separate from her? Yes. Does she pray separate from me? Yes. But we got the family altar. We pray side by side. Get out and pray beside somebody with animosity in your heart. Get out and pray beside somebody with hard and hurt feelings in your heart. You ain't going very far. You ain't going very far. You know why? The Spirit of God will smite your heart and convict you. Don't you tell me we don't have feelings against our husbands and wives. Don't you tell me there ain't hurt and contentions at home. Kids take their mamas and their daddies. Mom and daddies take their kids. 
Husbands and wives get it odds over one another about their kids. And all this attention builds up. I'm talking about in Holy Ghost filled homes. Are you hearing me? I'm talking about in men and women of God that love God. That pray that minister on the anointing of the Holy Ghost. But there's a hindrance there. There's a hindrance there in God. Wants to tear it down. Paul said strive for the unity of the faith. Strive to keep the unity of the faith. In the bond of peace, we gotta have unity in our home, or we're never gonna have it in the church. Never will. Never will. Let me let me show what Paul said about it. Colossians, the third chapter. Take my word for it. I'll show you what the word says. I preached the word and had people get upset at me. I said, don't get mad at me. Don't talk to Paul. But I'll tell you this right here. Have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? That's what Paul said. See, we don't want to face the fact there's something wrong in us. I stood here last night and I told people I made mistakes with my kids. I made mistakes with my kids. You know the biggest mistake I made with my kids? I didn't teach them to pray. Was I praying, man? Yeah. Was she a praying woman? Yeah. Did I take them to church? You better believe it. Did they, did they, did they know God's real? God healed them kids all their life. They know the spirit of God. They know the power of God. They know God's real. But I never took time to teach my kids to pray. And neither did some of you. You know why? You thought because of the great anointing and call on your life. Because you took your kids to church, you assumed that you had to pray. Why here? When my son gave his heart to the Lord four years ago, he had gone to college and got bound on alcohol. I mean, here I was an evangelist traveling around the world. Having missionary crusades in India, the Philippines, Central and South America, preaching to 40 and 50 and 60,000. Got up in blind eyes and stopping deaf ears. People coming out of wheelchairs off of crutches. People being healed of cancer, short legs growing. And then they was in their meetings. They seen God make yourself real. But when trouble and heartache and sorrow came, I, and I went through a trial, what I didn't understand is the whole family went through a trial. Yeah. Amen. And my son come to me after he got saved and started seeking the Lord and serving God. He said, Daddy, if you'd only taught me to pray. But God's changed all that thing. God's healed all that hurt. My son loved me. So he got about 14 years old and lightning hit our house and we lost everything we had. That boy come out of that house that night with nothing but the clothes on his back. 
He couldn't understand how the God that we served and the God we testified of and the God we glorified could take everything he had in this world. He didn't understand the trial. And he said, Daddy, he said, you don't understand. He said, you knew it was a trial. Mama knew it was a trial. Y'all can walk it out. He said, but I didn't know how to handle the pressure because you did not teach him to pray. Teach me to pray. Sister, I don't know what these young ladies are to you, but if they're in your family, you get them an altar every day. You talk to them about God. You teach them to pray. You teach them the things of God. The Bible says train up a child in the way it should go and when it was old it will not depart from it. Preachers' families are destroyed. Preachers are divorced. Families are scattered. Kids are alcoholics and drug addicts simply because we didn't have a family altar and God wants to turn this thing around Tonight, stop the chaos, stop the slaughter, stop the heartache. My God, we have ministries and win souls, but we can't lead our own families. 